0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select Campus miss events while supplies last, make every tap
1: music to your ears.
2: It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder.
1: It's beer cracking
2: season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about Timeless Legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names, Caitlin Clark's in there, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net some of the first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. they got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs, the Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Congratulations, Michigan Wolverines, your national champs. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Good morning if you're watching on Peacock. Thank you. It's our streaming partner. Download the app if you haven't done so. Good game last night, not a classic game last night. Felt like the semifinal games were better. But you did have a Michigan team that never trailed at halftime of any game this year. Didn't trail that often. And last night, it felt like they were on the precipice of blowing out Washington. Felt like a couple of plays in Washington could have made this really interesting. But Michigan wins it 34-13. First national title since 1997 and it's pretty much the question that everybody wants to know what is the answer here's jim harbaugh being asked about his future
3: and all those accomplishments and the big person's table would you want to
1: add winning super bowl to that i just want to enjoy this i just want to enjoy this and i hope you give me that you know can a guy have that does it always have to be you know what's next what's what's the future um you know like i said the other day yeah i hope i hope to have a future um, hope there's a tomorrow, a day after tomorrow, you know, a next week, a next month, a next year. Okay.
2: Uh, some coach speak there, and, you know, I get it. You don't want to talk about, you know, my I leaving or why would I leave or I'm staying, this is why I'm staying. I understand that. The question is going to be asked because the question has been hanging out there. Because we know teams are interested in Jim Harbaugh. He was interested in the NFL. He talked to the Vikings. He talked to the Raiders. He talked to Carolina. So this isn't something manufactured. Now, the timing of this, you can say that's not being sensitive to winning a national championship and taking away from this. So you can't ask him about his future, and you can't talk to him about the cheating scandal. Or at least, listen, when he's asked this question about the cheating scandal... He asked for permission to talk.
1: This was not a season where everything went the way you wanted it to. There were some the off the field issues which we all know about. Can you talk about the satisfaction of having overcome those as well to get to this point? Does it make it even sweeter? All right. Can I, can I Yeah,
4: go ahead.
1: yeah it, it it couldn't have gone better. It went exactly how we wanted it to go uh to win every game. Uh, the off off the field issues, we're innocent, and, and we stood we stood strong and tall because we knew we were innocent, and I just like to point that out. And these guys these guys are innocent, and yeah, overcome that. Um, it wasn't that hard because we we knew we were innocent, so um, yeah. That's, uh, that's really what I want to say. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. It went exactly how we wanted it to go. Okay. Um, and maybe, you know, he sort of
2: jumped the question to take it away from if somebody else was on the dais there. But he, it sounded like he's asking permission from somebody from Michigan or PR person. Uh, you know, Hey, I'll take it. And then he you know wants to maintain his innocence there. Okay. And this is exactly how you thought it was going to go that you'd be suspended for six games in a season where you win the national championship. Um, It's going to stay. It's going to stay for a while. And it'll resurface when the NCAA gets around to maybe ruling on this. But does it get any better than this for Jim Harbaugh? Can it get any better than this for Jim Harbaugh? Who has it better than Jim Harbaugh does? No.
1: No, (laughs) See his mom and dad down there after the game. He's Uh, picking them up. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dad's going to go down and put out 50 push-ups. Uh, get some phone calls in here. Eight seven seven three 3 dp show. we will have a poll question for Hour 2. Seton, do we have a new one? And uh, you want to clean up the... Uh, clean up the mess the remains remains Hour 1? Yeah, yeah, sure. That,
5: uh, the remains of Hour 1 is yeah. a funny way to say that. All right. uh, last night's game was more of a blank than the score suggests. A blowout or a close game?
2: All right. Uh sixty percent of the audience say it was more of a blowout okay. than a close game. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought it was closer. I thought it was closer than what the score would indicate. You know, they put a put it away with a couple of Blake Coram touchdowns there they're late. But I, I thought Washington needed one big play almost to energize them offensively and defensively. It just never came. And they had opportunities, yeah, Seaton. That uh, soundbite
5: you just played, by the way, was originally a question to Blake Coram. And Harbaugh was sitting next to him and jumped okay. in right. and answered it for him.
2: Okay. For him, for Corum. Now, maybe he's doing that to take it away from Blake Corum. But really, the question's of, to Jim Harbaugh. It's not about Blake Corum. Because the kids played. You know, They may not have known that we have all this information that we've gathered. And these coaches, you know, they're probably saying, hey, you know what? I don't know if they shared that information with the players. But the players won the national title. By the way, Iowa back in action against Purdue tomorrow night. That's uh, Caitlin Clark on the floor, and Purdue is undefeated at home. Well, something has to give there. That's uh, Big Ten. That'll be tomorrow at 7.30 Eastern exclusively on Peacock. Uh, Dan in Ann Arbor. Dan, good morning.
0: Good morning, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. I I just wanted to push back a little bit on on your comments about the cheating or that, you know, there's there's a cloud over the title, it, it persists. And and, that's, and it's not solely against you, but it's against a lot of media that has made the conclusory comments that, that there was, in fact, cheating. And I'm speaking specifically about the Counter-Stallions thing. Um, because all we know right now, the only thing we know right now, is that there was there's a bit of strict liability, if you will, because Connor Stallions was on the Michigan staff when he was, you know, when this, when these films were allegedly being taken or in fact may have been taken, but no one, no one, at this point has ever connected the dots that 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 takes those Connor Stallions films and and that they were incorporated into the planning. In the game preparation for Michigan football,
6: it hasn't happened.
2: Okay, yet. you had a linebackers coach who was fired, and and when that information came out, Jim quickly said, "I'll take the punishment." Yeah, why? You, you why, why would he? Why would he sit for three games? He says he's innocent. Why would you sit? Why would Jim Harbaugh, knowing his personality, go? I'm not going to fight this.
0: Yeah, Dan, here right off the bat, you're missing four. Car- chris partridge was ter- was terminated because he violated a strict uh, instruction from the university to say nothing uh or do t- just to, s- to say nothing about the investigation i invite you dan or your staff whoever go take a look it's there it's in the record he wasn't he wasn't terminated because he was part of the scheme and was incorporated he was terminated because, as I understand it, and as it's in the record, is that he was, um, he was speaking with players about how to deal with all the investigation and the like. And U of M said, no, we told you no talking. And he violated that.
2: Who did Connor Stallions give the information to? Who was he gathering the information for, Dan?
0: I mean, I, I, good question, right? Connect the dots for me. I, you know, all it is right now is pure speculation. No, no, no dots to this moment. Now, it's possible. It's entirely possible with the NCAA investigation, they may connect the dots. But the problem is, is at this moment, you and, and, you and a lot of other members of the media, you're, you're certainly not alone, you people have all connected the dots when they haven't even been connected yet.
2: And that's the problem. The Big I- Ten connected it first, Dan. I didn't. The Big Ten did you
0: know what, all that was, you know, to point out to your listeners, we're, we're showing that connected all the dots. All that happened with the Big Ten is, is the new commissioner took the on-sportsman, what is it, the sportsmanship argument or whatever, and he made, with the pressure that was being applied by Big Ten coaches and or ADs, and he decided to, Summarily conclude that there was cheating it, 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 as a, it related to the game operation and, and otherwise. I,
2: I would love to hear your phone call if this was Ryan Day in Ohio State. Well, I would. Well, I'd yeah, like to. Yeah, was, See, well, I'm, I'm unbiased with this. I, I, I love Harbaugh. He's been on the show. His dad's been on the show. He's great for the sport. They were the best team, they dominated. Played well, all of that. I don't like this hanging there. I didn't suspend him. But you had somebody on your staff who is dressing up. Okay, I'll say allegedly. Dressing up as a member of other team staff to be on the sidelines. He's in disguise. Okay, maybe Jim didn't know about it. But I'm just going to connect the dots that somebody probably got some information. Why would Connor Stallions do all of this? It's his hobby. He's not going to share this information. He doesn't want to move up the ranks on a coaching staff here. Um, I mean, let's just apply logic to this. That's all. Just logic. And that's where you have a lot of questions here. Yes, Eden. To be fair,
5: we don't know... Who Connor Stallions was stealing those signs for, and who he was delivering that information to, nor how those people might choose to use the information that Connor Stallions got—that is, yes, to be fair, yeah. I'm being—that's tongue in cheek. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. I mean, I really don't know how they would use that information, or nor who it would go to. Mm-hmm. It mean, was it going to Nick Saban? We really don't know at this point. He could have been doing that for another team.
2: Zach and Charlotte. It's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Who do you think he was stealing them for? Yeah. Well, we don't know. It could have been just a hobby. Maybe they were stealing the signs
5: just so that then they could improve their signs. Like, these people do it better. Like, what, where do you think that information was
2: going and who it was for? Is J.J. McCarthy quoted as saying, we started stealing signs because Ohio State was stealing signs? Even He said, like, in 2019,
5: we started stealing signs because Ohio State, we had to level the playing field because Ohio State was stealing signs. So that's when we started. That's, it's, that's basically what he said. All
2: right. Yeah, Paul.
3: Yeah, he said, I also feel, there's J.J. McCarthy a week ago. I don't want to say a crazy number, but I'd say a good number. 80% of teams in college football steal signs. It's just a thing about football that's been around for years. Quote, we actually had to adapt in 2020 or 2019 when Ohio State was stealing our signs, which is legal, and they were doing it, and we had to get up to a level that they were at.
2: We had to make it an even playing field. Okay. Uh, Zach in Charlotte. Hi, Zach. What's on your mind?
6: Dan, thanks for taking my call. What a shocker there. Dan and Ann Arbor defending all the signs <laughs> stealing. Wow, what a call there. Yeah. Uh, hey, I want to suggest an hour two poll question. Should Michigan have to vacate the national championship? Yes or no?
2: All right. Thank you, Zach. Um, I wouldn't go that far because I want to know, you know, how they use this info. I'd like to know a lot more about it. Do I think it's tainted? Yes. Right now? Yes. I mean, if they're totally exonerated, great. Great. But Jim sat down for three games. And remember, we were going to have that court case. We we're going to have that court hearing. Right? At some point, they accepted the punishment. Why? To not be a distraction? Uh, didn't want them hanging over them? Okay, that's fine. But just. For everybody in Michigan who is sending out uh, tweets here, if this was Ohio State, would you be as lenient as you are? And that is the only other example I can use here. If it was Ohio State winning a national title, and maybe they stole some signs, maybe they had somebody on the sidelines at a Central Michigan game dressed as a staffer, how would you feel? You can be a national champ, and I can still question how you got there. That's not being unfair. Jeremy in Texas. Hi, Jeremy. What's on your mind?
6: morning, guys. How y'all doing? Hey, man. So, two things. Uh, the first thing is, is anybody wants to defend um, Coach Harbaugh and this whole scandal thing is, we'll all sit down one day and we'll watch uh, Connor Steigen's Netflix series, Life on the Sidelines of the NCAA. We'll do that because that's what he was doing. He was making his own Netflix series. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. if Coach Harbaugh goes to the NFL, <clears throat> and he goes to the NFL, and Wolverines do bad, well, they'll say, hey, you know, Coach Harbaugh went to the NFL. That's why Wolverines are no, no longer good. But if he stays in Wolverines and he does bad, now does everybody say, oh, well, the only reason they ever won the last three years because they were still in signs the entire time.
2: Yeah, I get it. I mean, that goes along with it's like the Astros. When they won, what did we say? You had all that talent. Why did you cheat? You didn't need to cheat. No? I mean, look look back at Watergate with Richard Nixon. Did he need to cheat? Did he need to, you know, break in? Steal information? Probably not. But did. Paid the price. Not saying that that's Jim Harbaugh, but I'm just saying that, clarification. You know, <laughs> G. Gordon Stallions. <laughs> Uh, Gee, Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> more from together i love who's the president all the presidents. <laughs> uh tom in boston hi tom what's on your mind uh good morning dan first time call long-time listener 511 buck
6: 72 fit but buck, buck 72 all righty hey uh getting back to the football game i think uh, i listened to a lot of sports talk and i haven't heard yet maybe somebody said it somewhere else but I believe Michael Pennick's stock really dropped last night. I think if he made the throws he usually makes, that that game goes down to the wire. And I think he was skittish. I think he was flinching on a lot of throws. And if I'm an NFL scout, I don't think he's got the durability. I'm predicting he drops to about the fifth or sixth quarterback. I'd take J.J. McCarthy ahead of him. He's got a better arm. And he just doesn't look like the type that can take the NFL pass rush and step up in the pocket. So I say draft stock way down.
2: Okay, so if Michael Penix doesn't play last night, Tom, let's say they lost to Texas, but he had that game in a loss. Is he going to still be viewed as the same kind of quarterback for the NFL draft? Is his stock going down if he loses by one point to Texas after completing over 70% of his passes?
6: No, and that's the that's the downside of getting to the next level, the championship game. Because if you look at E.J. Stroud, what he did in the championship game against Georgia is why people should have taken him ahead of Bryce Young. And I don't think they're going to make that mistake again. When you get to that next level game, the extra pressure, now you take the chance of, okay, if I didn't have that game, I'd probably get drafted higher. But now they got another look at me under more pressure and I did not answer the call. I missed throws that I he did Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. He did miss calls, Tom. Or uh, you know, he had opportunities there. But here's the thing. You kind of look at it the way you do with uh when you have judges scoring and figure skating, like you can take the high and the low out. Scouts are gonna go into this. With all of these quarterbacks, you sort of take the high out and the low out, and then you get a better sample size. Are you as bad as your worst game? Are you as good as your best game? I need to see a larger sample size, and that's what they're going to look at. Now, a couple of knee surgeries there, came back, and you know, became as accurate as any quarterback. He's not, he's not an athletic quarterback. He's a, he's a passer, and I think they love his accuracy and the, his ability to throw different levels of the football. You know, I can drop it in. I can throw it across the middle. I can throw it the flats. Yes. He not did. last night, but. No, not last night. Other you times. Did. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. That delivery is so odd, though. It, okay. I When we take a break, I got a player comp for Michael Penix Jr., the third. And uh, I think Booger McFarland's going to join us. He was there at the national title game. We'll take a break. More phone calls coming up. Back after this. Be
3: sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m.
2: Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
5: Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern.
2: But here's the thing: we never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly.
5: Uncensored, by the way, so maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after-show podcast of all time.
2: There you go. Overpromising. Perfect. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Cavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app,
7: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. And Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock.
5: And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete
2: Gambling problem?
3: Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit Pick 6 states Void where prohibited. See terms at pick
2: promos Player comp for Michael Penix Jr., and I'm only going to go with his throwing motion, and that would be Warren Moon. Warren Moon threw a ball as pretty as anybody who's ever played that position. And he was uh, an athletic quarterback when he played in the Canadian Football League, not as much when he uh, finally got to the NFL. But as far as throwing the ball and being able to throw it differently at different levels, Warren Moon was as good as anybody who's played that position. And Michael Penix Jr. has some of that in him with the different releases, uh, different angles, and that ability to throw you know, deep, uh, it didn't happen last night. He didn't play well. He was under pressure. Michigan's defense was wonderful. Uh, Booger McFarlane of the Mothership, the uh, football analyst, he is uh, there covering college football on site last night for the national title game with Michigan and Washington. Uh, Booger, thanks for joining us. Your takeaway from this game is what?
4: Michigan was clearly the better football team. It was a line of scrimmage game last night, and... Um, You know, there was a a Super Bowl, I can't remember which one it was, a few years ago when Seattle played Denver. And everybody started to think that, man, maybe, just maybe, really good offense had started to take over and you could dominate a game with really good offense. And what happened? We saw the Seattle Seahawks dominate the Broncos. And I get the game was in New York. The weather was uh, less than ideal. uh, But really good defense dominated that game. And we came into this game, Dan, saying that, man, how is Michigan going to deal with Michael Penix and his accuracy and these three wide receivers all of who are going to play in the NFL. Last night was another subtle reminder that really good defense beats really good offense. And it was a professional defense. You know, Jim Harbaugh made a change a few years ago when he went away from Don Brown, the longtime Michigan defensive coordinator, and he got into this Baltimore Ravens tree of defense. It was Mike McDonald. Mike McDonald went back to Baltimore. He got Jesse Minter. But it was essentially the same system. And he did it to beat Ohio State. Well, lo and behold, Ohio State was very similar to Washington. Great quarterback, great athletes, three wide receivers, and really good defense dominated the game last night. And Michigan rushed for 300 yards, and they dominated uh, the trenches. But the single biggest key in the game last night was Michigan's defense, And not what they did this year, but the change that Harbaugh made several years ago going from Don Brown to this Baltimore Ravens style of defense, and that style is the number one defense in pro football, and it's the number one defense in college football.
2: Look at these quarterbacks going forward. Uh, Michael Penix, Jr., and J.J. McCarthy.
4: Going forward, I think you have to factor in a lot of things. Number one, age. Penix is 23. He's got a history of injuries, two ACLs shoulder surgery, dislocated shoulder. Uh, J.J. McCarthy has been really inconsistent. Uh, he doesn't wow you with the numbers, but he is athletic. He can move. And we see that that's where the game is going these days. I think the number one attribute a quarterback must have, Dan, is the ability to be accurate and throw the football where you need it to be. Michael Penix does that as good as anybody that's going to be in this coming draft. Um, but the knocks against him are what I stated earlier with the, the age and the injuries. J.J. McCarthy, I'm not really sure he's consistent enough. Uh, last night, he didn't show us anything to change that. He only made two or three throws that would that you would deem game-changing throws or throws that you will remember last night. So going forward, I still would rather have Michael Penix Jr. I don't know if he'll be a top 15 or top 20 pick. Hell, I don't know if he'll be a first-round pick. But I do know the one thing he does better than anybody else is throw the football accurately. And let's not take last night as a referendum on Michael Penix. He was under immense pressure last night. And it wouldn't have mattered if it was Joe Montana or Patrick Mahomes last night. I think Washington would have had the same fate because of the pressure and the defense that he faced last night.
2: Yeah, I thought Michigan did a wonderful job of disguising where that pressure was coming from. And I thought that... You know, Penix couldn't get comfortable. He had a couple of, you know, wide open receivers, a couple of moments there where it thought I thought that they could maybe make it a little bit more of an interesting game. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, if you're Jim Harbaugh, what would you do? Let's say you have opportunities in the NFL, but what would you do if you're Jim Harbaugh?
4: I think I have to explore those opportunities a little deeper and ask the questions. Like, the reason Jim Harbaugh, I think, is fascinated with the NFL is because he has unfinished business there. Well, let's, re- le- let's go backwards to the last time he was in the National Football League. He was with the 49ers. Trent Balky was the GM. I don't think the relationship was great with Baalke, mm-hmm. and so they kind of butted heads a lot. And so now you fast forward and bring us to the present day. If he does get back in the NFL, then I think it's got to be the right situation, meaning he's got to have total control. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean he's the head coach and GM. It simply means he's the head coach, and the guy that is his GM is either somebody he picks or somebody that is that is on the same page as him, kind of like Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. Like, those guys work together. They were hired at the same time. Their contracts are concurrent. So you know that they are in this thing together, and they see football the same way. Well, can Jim Harbaugh find, find a situation, whether it's the Chargers, the Raiders, the Falcons, the Panthers, can he find a situation that is that an owner, that a billionaire owner, and you'll get this better than, better than I do, a billionaire owner is ready to cede control of his entire, entire organization to Jim Harbaugh and said GM? I don't know if there's a situation like that. Would the Spanos family do it? I don't know. They seem to really want to be hands-on. Would, would Tepper do it? I don't know. He seems to be really hands-on. <laughs> so, like, if you think about, the, think about the openings, is there anybody that's going to give him total control? Because I believe that's what he wants. And if he doesn't get total control, I think he's going back to Michigan.
2: Does Harbaugh's rah-rah style still work in the NFL?
4: Harbaugh is a leader of men. That works in any company, whether it's the NFL whether it's television, whether it's Bank of America, when you understand how to lead and galvanize people, Dan, it works. It doesn't matter the style in which you do it in. What matters is, can you relate and can you connect with your employees? That is the essential thing that matters. And yeah, it was different back then. Like, that NFL is different than the NFL now. But guess what? Did you watch the Michigan football team last night? Those are basically young NFL players. Like, it's a lot of seniors and juniors on that team. And so you're talking about really not but three or four years removed from the median age in the National Football League now. So I, I, I would I, I would be guessed to say that the average age of every team right now is probably twenty six, twenty-seven. Well the team he was coaching last night, the average age is probably twenty-one. Like those it's a senior laden team. So he got those guys to run through a wall. Not only did he do that, he got a lot of those guys to come back and play another year rather than going to the National Football League. And so to answer your question directly, I think his style still works because he is a great leader of men, and that works in any company. Talking
2: to Booger McFarland of the Mothership. He was at the national title game with Michigan and Washington.
4: If you ran the Bears, you would do what? I would keep Justin Fields. I would pick up the fifth-year option, and so I would continue to take a look at him year four, year five, so I have two more years to look at him, I would tell him this. I would say, I want you to succeed. We're going to pick up your fifth year option. We're not going to extend you long-term just yet. We're going to surround you with every weapon that we can. And we're gonna build this football team in the mindset that you are the quarterback going forward. I need you to go out and prove me right. And when you do, not if, but when you do, then we will discuss the long-term deal. I can't give you five years and two hundred and fifty million now, though, because I need to see more. And fortunately for me, I have an avenue in which I can go down that is kind of a kind of an, kind of an olive branch. So I'll extend the olive branch, which is the fifth year option. I'm not going to cut you. I'm not going to trade you, but I'm going to extend the olive branch. Are you willing to play on the fifth year option while I build this team around you and continue to progress? If he's willing to do that, uh, then that's the route I go. If he says that I just can't do it, then I'm going to move on. And so I think it has to be a partnership and not a dictatorship. Meaning I have to go to Justin Fields and his representatives and we have to get to be in this together because I don't want him coming in the locker room for the next two years, unhappy, worried about his contract. Like we need to be on the same page. So that's how I would approach it. If you ran the Patriots. If I ran the Patriots, I would really simply say this, like sometimes, um, we all wear our welcome out at some point. Andy Reid, great coach. It was time for him to leave Philadelphia. He's had a ton of success in Kansas City. Doesn't mean you're a bad coach. And I would just simply say, say this to Bill: Like we've done a lot of good things together, but I would like to try on a new pair of shoes. Like there's this new i this new thing that came out called the iPhone. Like I want to go away from the flip phone and go to the iPhone. Nothing against the flip phone. <laughs> It did me well but i want to go to this new invention called the iphone and i'm willing to allow you to move on and i think if if you're bill there would be opportunities out there and i would do that sooner than later so bill can have his choice of all the opportunities that are open so i would do this this week so before friday i would have a conversation with bill and simply say this i'm going to move on um i'm willing to do whatever it is that i can to help you in your next situation is that a trade? Is that just a full-on-out release? I am not. I don't want to fire you. Do you want me to fire you? Whatever Bill wants me to do to help him as we move forward, I would do because I respect him that much. I'm, I, I wouldn't say, hey, I'm firing Bill. I would just say we decided to mutually part and move ways so we can try different things. But I, I do think it's time because everybody needs to change their scenery at some point. I mean, hell, Dan, you've upgraded your facility at some point. Like, you've gotten the dots, even though you've been doing this for a long time, we all need to kind of upgrade and renovate every now and then.
2: Good to talk to you, Booger. Safe travels. Thanks for joining us, as always. Always, man. Always enjoy talking to you.
4: It's a very pleasant conversation.
2: That's Booger McFarlane, ESPN NFL, college football analyst, and uh, won a couple of Super Bowls. He's very good. Very good. Always enjoy uh let me see. A couple of phone calls in here. Uh Brennan in Michigan. Hey Brennan, what's on your mind today?
6: Hey Dan, how you doing? Good, sir. Good, good. 511 uh, weight TBD. All right. <laughs> uh so I just want to get your thoughts on uh the Jim Harbaugh comments last night um regarding, you know, the innocence of him, the innocence of his team. Uh, when this whole uh, cheating scandal came out, you know, at first he said, you know, we're innocent, everybody's innocent, whatever, but then, you know, after that, there was not a peep. And now that the season's over, you know, he's saying, we're innocent, everybody's innocent. To me, that kind of seems like he's got one foot out the door, like anything I say now doesn't really matter, you know.
2: I'm I gone. mean, I felt that, but I, I, I just don't know, Brendan. Th- and thanks for the phone call. I'm not here to pile on Jim Harbaugh. I like Jim. I wanted him to fight this. I want him to be innocent. You know, I I don't like when there's an asterisk by anybody winning a championship. But I do think it's there. And I don't know if it's three years, five years, seven years down the road that maybe we have some finality to this, some closure to it. But I do think it's going to take a while with the NCAA. Uh, Aaron in Fort Wayne. Hi, Aaron. Hey, Dan. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um,
6: So uh, you were comparing Jim Harbaugh to uh, Richard Nixon, and immediately this uh, quote came to mind. And if you just imagine Jim Harbaugh saying this in his 30 for 30, uh, Richard Nixon said this in his interview, well, I suppose you could say they were wearing listening devices. Perhaps you could even call them hearing devices. And they were wearing wigs.
2: That's it, Dan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Good, good bit, yeah. It was. Like, you know, not many people calling for Richard Nixon impersonation, but we got one. Deep cut. I am not a crook. Uh, deep cut there with the uh, air. All right, let me take a break. More phone calls coming up. Also... Part one, is there a team that can't win the Super Bowl in the playoffs? Part two, the long shot that you would bet on. have that for you coming up next.
3: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
7: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that.
5: Include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies.
7: There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
2: Is there a playoff team that has no chance of winning the Super Bowl? Now, I always say if you're in, you have a low chance. Maybe you can't say no chance, but it's a low chance. So if I'm looking at the bottom coming up as far as the odds from DraftKings, the team that has... The worst odds of winning the Super Bowl. The longest odds of winning the Super Bowl. Todd, I'll, I'll go to you first. The team that has the lowest odds of winning the Super Bowl.
6: I feel that should be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All
2: right. Seton O'Connor. Uh, The Pittsburgh Steelers. Bloop. 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 The Steelers. Bloop. Then us. it's the Packers, Bucks, Texans, Rams, Browns, Lions. Dolphins and Eagles are tied. And then it gets into the teams that, you know, the Chiefs and the Cowboys and the Bills and the Niners and uh, the Ravens. Give me the team that has no chance, in your opinion, of winning the Super Bowl. Todd, I'll start with you. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. (laughs) Seton O'Connor. The Philadelphia Eagles. Wow. Hot. Recency bias. (laughs) (laughs) Marvin. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. I don't know if TJ Watt is playing in this game. When he plays, I love the what? No,
7: I just love uh, seeing trolling the
2: Eagles fans. That's right. <laughs> We're trolling everybody today. Michigan fans. Those are my two, two of my three favorite fan bases to troll. A couple of weeks Michigan ago, Michigan and and the Eagles. A couple of weeks ago, it was Florida State <laughs> that I was trolling. Since twenty seventeen. The Steelers win 65% of the time when T.J. Watt plays, regular season, postseason. When he doesn't play, they win 9% of the time. So I don't think he's playing. If he is, he's not going to be 100% against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Marvin, the team that has no chance of winning the Super Bowl. Oh, I said the Steelers. Oh, you said Steelers Mm -hmm, Okay. Paulie, what about you?
1: I would go the Bucks cuz it seems like their offense doesn't do much. The Steelers are on a light hot streak offensively and their defense is great. Doesn't that concern you?
2: But the Buccaneers have a home game against the Eagles. Even though the Eagles are favored.
1: I would say I would say Buccaneers.
2: Buccaneers. <sighs> I'd bet I'd say the Buccaneers. I just don't know if they have uh, enough firepower there.
6: Yes, Todd. And they may be all cocky after that big nine-nothing victory over
2: big, Carolina. With the big, big, big one. Big one. You know, the Steelers getting into the playoffs once again, and I'm wondering, and I'm not reporting this, I have no information on this, the last time I brought up Mike Tomlin's name was when somebody from USC said, everybody is on our list as far as our next coach including some of these names Mike Tomlin wasn't interested wasn't up for the job they wanted to at least gauge his interest so there was some you know blowback from the Steelers and Mike Tomlin in my direction and I don't want to have anybody read into anything other than I think Mike Tomlin his next job will be in TV now I don't know when that would be but I think he's already got a Hall of Fame resume And I wonder if, it's not a question of if, in my opinion, it's when, because I think he would be great for TV. Now, here's the thing. Mike Tomlin is, I think, 51 years of age, 52 years of age. I would imagine he probably feels like he has another decade of coaching in him. But I don't know if he gets to the Jimmy Johnson point of, you know what? That's a really good opportunity there. You can have some fun, talk football, don't need the wear and tear dealing with these wide receivers, trying to find a quarterback here. I'm good, but I I could see that happening. Um, now here's the one, the long shot that you would bet on to win the Super Bowl. Give me that music again. Here we go. Oh, did you see where Jack Squirek, who had the interception against Joe Theismann in the Super Bowl, he just passed away. Uh, I think he played like four years for the Raiders. Number fifty-eight. But I re- just remember the um, NFL films when it was John Facenda, and I'm paraphrasing, but he had this, you know, obviously this great voice, the silver and black masters of intimidators nearly took Joe Theismann's head off. And then <laughs> you know, the 1812 uh, overture, and Jack Squire picks off that pass right before the end of the first half and scores the touchdown. The silver and black-clad masters of intimidation nearly took Joe Thiesman's head off. All right, give me the long shot, Todd, that you would bet on to win the Super Bowl:
6: the Los Angeles Rams.
2: Okay, Seton O'Connor. Uh, come back to me, Marvin,
7: the Houston Texans. <laughs> okay,
2: all right, got they the- went some close ones. And they got the Browns coming to town. All I need to win is one apiece. Yeah, you do. What exactly constitutes a long shot? How um, far down are we? You can't go... Uh, let me see. Like the I'm Dolphins not, doesn't feel long shotty. So is it what, Browns? I'm going to say the Browns on down. Good. How about brief. that? So Dolphins and Lions are the same, plus 1,800. And the Eagles are plus 1,800. Do we consider them long? I don't consider the Lions a long shot. They're not a long or shot? They, the Lions? Well, historically they are. They're like the long shoddiest team long in the NFL. Long shoddiest. All right. <laughs> Who is your long shot to win the Super Bowl, Seton? Uh, I'm going to say the Packers. Okay. Marvin? <laughs> Marvin? I said the Texans. Oh, okay. I don't know why I'm not hearing you today for some reason.
1: Paulie? I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, okay. No boy right. Because no one's picking them.
2: Right. I'm Just gonna, me and you, bud. I'm yeah.
1: going to go with the Rams. I'm
2: gonna I'm there with Fritzy. I'm aligned with you, Todd.
1: Snapper and Nikoa. Yeah. Some danger
5: there. That would be the sneakiest Super Bowl win of all time. The Rams? Yeah. Like an out of nowhere. That's when Sean McVay goes right into the T V booth. They started the
2: year with the still the storyline of Well, you know, they sold out to win the last one and they've been rebuilding ever since. That's where you win the Super Bowl, then you immediately join the broadcast team post game. Where you just Get a get a suit. You know he's going to look great. His hair is going to be great. He just has that suit and tie on, and he joins, you know, CBS or whoever. But uh, yeah, yeah, I could, uh, I could, I could see that would be a long shot. Reasonable going into Detroit. Yes, Marvin. Yeah, this Rams team feels like
7: the last Rams team that won the Super Bowl, where they just came out of nowhere. Like, huh? Kurt Warner.
2: All right, I guess. Uh, oh. Well, no, though no, the the Rams won a Super Bowl after that, like the L.A. Rams. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, they Rams team. okay. Yeah, that's when were, they sold
7: out. Yeah. the entire Rams team. Okay. Yeah, you're right.
2: yeah, yeah. Remember when they went all. Uneventful.
7: In? Uneventful. Go yeah. Ahead.
2: Never mind. Nothing to see here. No. Nothing to hear as well. All right. Um, all right. So final hour in the way. More of your phone calls. John Moran is out for the season. That was one of those where I went. Wait, what happened? Shoulder surgery. Dolphins dealing with mass injuries. Jags fired pretty much their entire defensive coaching staff. Nobody's been fired yet today on this Tuesday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic.
5: Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know
7: has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments,